Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we are speaking with Kenny Beck. Hey, Kenny, how are you? Not too bad for a global pandemic. That was a pretty good introduction, Ben. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. I'm excited to talk to Kenny, and and definitely uh, Kenny and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, really love his organization. Uh, Kenny's the co-founder and CEO of CEO Connection which is a, a, a company, a group designed to provide mid-market CEOs with customized and personalized access to people, information, resources, and opportunities that will enhance their careers. And it, it certainly is an incredible organization. And we'll get more into what CEO Connection is doing. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about your background and your career today. All right. How much time do you have? How much time do I have? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, let's let's not start at birth. <laughs> okay. All right. So I tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you a story that. Um, all right. Uh, uh, when I first got to Wharton, all right, uh, there was an article in the Philadelphia Inquirer that said Penn was the number one employer in Philadelphia with sixteen thousand employees, and I thought this was hilarious because there were sixteen thousand students. So I wrote a letter to uh, the president of Penn, Sheldon Hackney. And, you know, back then it was a letter. There was no email. And I said, dear Sheldon, it's come to my attention that there exists at the University of Pennsylvania a one-to-one correspondence between the number of students and number of employees. Now, I can only assume from this that each student is entitled to a new worker. And since I'm new here, it's time for me to choose mine. And I choose you. So let's get together and discuss our new relationship. And, you know, back then they didn't have a lot of security, you know, like they do now. And, and uh, so we wound up getting together, having lunch and became very friendly. So a few weeks later, I had this idea to start a student credit union. And uh, instead of going to the student life people, I went to my new best friend, Sheldon Hackney, president of Penn. I said, Sheldon, I'm going to start this student credit union with or without your help. If I succeed. The University of Pennsylvania will have the only student credit union in the Ivy League, the leader of the student credit union movement, phenomenal hands-on teaching tools, and great banking students, uh, great banking services for the students. If I fail, you'll have a black eye and I'll graduate. And he laughed and he immediately committed to depositing $100,000 of the university's money in the credit union at zero interest. And interest rates at the time were 8.5%, so this was a big deal. So, right, so now we're off and running. We have 120 students working on developing this business plan so we can go down to Washington, D.C. and convince the National Credit Union Administration uh, to grant us a charter. Uh, and the biggest problem we were having was finding office space on campus. And uh, I finally got directed to the chair of what was called the Houston Hall Board. And she was an undergraduate senior um, and she said to me, I'm sorry, we've allocated space for the year. You'll have to come back next year. And I said, look, I'm only here for two years. If we don't get the space, we won't get the charter. And she said, I understand, but you know, that's my decision. The board can overrule my decision, but that's my decision. 
said, great, give me your bylaws. And I looked at the bylaws and I discovered that there was a graduate student representative to the Houston Hall Board and, and the seat was vacant. So I got myself appointed. So now I go to this meeting where we're going to try and overrule the chair's decision as a voting member. So my team and I present. We made our presentation. My team gets up to leave and I stay. And that senior and the senior said to me, well, wh what are you doing? Uh, you know, and I said, well, I'm the graduate student representative. Um, I'm going to vote. And she said, you can't vote. You have to recuse yourself. Get out. And I got up and I slinked out of the room and I closed the door and I turned to my chief financial officer and I said, I'm going to marry her. And that's my wife. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's what a great way to, to kick things off. And so, I mean, obviously you went on to fabulous career and, and at some point you started CEO Connection. Um, tell me a little bit about the background in CEO Connection, because uh, before I, I, I do want to get to what it is doing today. But before we get there, um, how has it evolved? So it was originally going to be a committee of the Wharton Alumni Association in New York because I was president. Um, and uh, it was going to be a peer group for Wharton CEO alumni or Wharton alumni CEO, I guess. CEOs, I guess, is a better way to say it. And uh, but when we started investigating it, we discovered 40 percent of new CEOs fail in the first 18 months. And their biggest complaint is it's lonely at the top. They have nobody to talk to. And then we discovered that there were a myriad of these organizations out there for small businesses and a couple for the Fortune 500, but nothing in the middle. And then we discovered that the middle accounts for $10 trillion of the $30 trillion of gross receipts in the United States and 30 million jobs. And uh, we kind of said, you know, let's forget about the uh, Alumni Association. This is a venture and it's needed. And we launched it. And the idea was that um, we would build this organization uh, based on not the school that anybody's attended, but the position they've achieved in their career, that is the CEO of a mid-sized company. And ultimately, it was to democratize the old boy network. It's no longer about who you know, it's about who we know collectively. I, I remember just when uh, you first shared the, the CEO Connection mission to me, and it really resonated because Certainly, there were all those organizations that seemed to serve those large, large companies, the, the Fortune 100, Fortune 500 groups. But uh, I think uh, you said something like, well, small SMBs. And I went and uh, I Googled what an SMB was. And it, the definition of an SMB in America is any company below a billion dollars in right. revenue. <laughs> And I, I and 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 I, I thought, wow, that's that's a lot of companies. <laughs> you know, so that's a lot of underserved companies. So certainly what you guys do fill, fills the gap. Now, I mean, I know that recently you guys have been evolving uh, quite a bit. Tell us a little bit about what uh, what you guys are offering now. Well, so our mission is to help mid-market CEOs succeed, right? And we and we define that, um, define mid-market companies as companies between 100 million and 3 billion in, in, in revenue. And we help them by connecting to each other. We have over 17,000 in our community and connecting to people, information, resources, and opportunities to which they otherwise would not have access that enhances their career, saves them time, makes them money. So picture, uh, it's proactive, curated, customized connections and we do it for them and we guarantee the results. So that that's how it works. Now, 
we've set up everything so that it's uh, it's it, it's like your annual physical. You know, you go to the doctor once a year, uh, you come up with a wellness plan, you pretend to implement it, and you go back and you do it again. <laughs> with uh, with us, we assign a member advocate. Um, we call them personal CEO connectors. And together with the CEO, we co-create a plan around four modules, career enhancement, personal growth, corporate expansion, and network building. Now, why those four? Because 16 years of experience tells us that those four things are critical to the success of every CEO. And they're completely intertwined. You have to do all four of them. But you don't necessarily have to do all four of them to the same extent all the time. And in fact, every CEO is different. And each year in the life of a CEO is different. So it's completely customized to the individual CEO. Um, picture an equalizer, an old stereo system. You raise one lever up, push one lever down, depending on the circumstances. Okay. So after we co-create the plan, then we assign a team of people to the CEO because he or she does not have time to do it on his or her own. Right? So there's three hours of free executive coaching. There's a personal branding audit. There's a communication assessment. And that's powered by Dale Carnegie, because the CEO of Dale Carnegie chairs our talent management committee. And then an array of other connections are mapped out throughout the year based on the plan. And then, you know, we tweak it throughout the year. Then at the end of the year, we sit down with the CEO and assess the results. If the CEO, if we achieve the goals of the CEO for the year, he renews and goes through the process again. And if not, uh, we extend yeah, I, I really love it. And I, I, I do think it's quite unique because um, a lot of the other companies that would at least probably use some of the same vernacular that you guys use in terms of your offering, they seem to offer kind of events or one-offs or like networking parties, things like that. Whereas really what I, I, I like about what you're talking about is really a holistic uh, system almost. It's really more, it's very, uh, yes, I guess that's probably the word, system. It's a system. Yeah, well, and, yeah. If you think about it, events are really just a channel of distribution. And they're an inefficient channel of distribution, right? People go to events to meet people who can help them to, uh, uh, to, uh, to find opportunities or to learn something, you know, listen to a speaker. Um, but the reality is the amount of time, energy, resources that, you know, opportunity costs that go into going to an event for a potential ROI where things might happen doesn't often make sense, right? So, uh, I mean, you might meet somebody who can help you. You might see an opportunity, right? So better, uh, we just get to know the CEOs and we say, all right, we're going to connect you to, to Three people who are perfect to help you, or an opportunity that's perfect for you. And oh, you want to you want to learn from a speaker? Well, instead of sitting in an audience and listening with everybody else, we'll connect you one on one, have the conversation directly. So I know that during um, the pandemic, there were some good examples of how the network really networked. So I'd love to, if if, if you're able to share, I'd love to kind of hear some of those, or at least one of those those stories. The, the quintessential example uh, happened right at the beginning of the pandemic last year, uh, March 2020. One of our members came to me and said, uh, our engineers have figured out a way to convert CPAPs into ventilators. And you remember this, the ventilators are critical at the time, right? Yeah. And he deal. said, 
we've been trying to, to reach people. We've been trying to tell people about this. Nobody will take our call. Can you help us? We can save lives. And in two weeks, we had him in the White House. We had him in the governor's office in New York. The CEO of Johnson & Johnson connected him to the CEOs of the two main CPAP manufacturers. Uh, Dr. Oz connected him to a doctor on the task force. One of our partners helped him file a patent. And we had members who had idle factories standing by uh, to produce 10,000 units a week. And Incredible. Incredible. He had no way of knowing we knew all those people. And, you know, I keep saying we're, we're the uh, Kevin Bacon of business. I love that. Yeah. This probably not six degrees, maybe one or two degrees. It seems right, exactly. like, yeah. I mean, you guys obviously touch so many of the major issues that are impacting society today. And I, and I know that there's been a, a ton of work that you've done in the diversity, equity and inclusion space. And, and I, you know, I'd love to, to talk or hear a little bit, maybe a story of something you guys are working on there. We, uh, we actually launched the Social Justice Task Force last March. Um, and it was a result of we wanted to do more than just send out, you know, thoughts and prayers. We want to actually accomplish something. And uh, I, I'm of the belief it's, uh, it's a moral imperative for CEOs to do the right thing. And, um, you know, I think we have the opportunity to impact not only our companies, but our communities and, and the mid-market as a whole, really. So we pulled together this task force. We have 25 CEOs serving on the task force. And the idea was to come up with things that can actually help people. Um, you know, there's a spectrum of activity between symbolic and uh, tangible. And symbolic is great, but we wanted to focus more on tangible. So uh, we've uh, actually been in, in the process of launching five different programs around uh, helping mid-market companies diversify their boards, diversify their workforce, diversify their supply chain. And then we're actually just about to announce now a program with minority-owned banks where our members will deposit money in those banks. The banks will then use that money to um, invest in or loan to small minority-owned businesses. And we, CEO Connection, will waive our size requirement for the CEOs of those companies who, who get the loans and provide them with the growth acceleration program that I described to you uh, to help them with wealth creation, to grow their companies into mid-sized companies. It's back to the credit union, Kenny. Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> right. And that's why we start with that story, because it all goes back to the credit union. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, I mean, it's I've been so impressed with uh, the people that I've met from CEO Connections over the years. And um, uh, I, I definitely benefited from attending the board of directors, uh, summit that you, you guys run, which is just, just spectacular. Such a great learning experience. Thank but, I mean, as, as you guys, uh, look out, um, in this kind of almost post pandemic era, you know, what are the, what are the, the key things that you guys are focused on? Well, I, you know, we're always, it's a, you know. We are about mid-market CEOs helping each other and changing the world. So we're always focused on mid-market CEOs. We're, you know, we're focused on um, working together to help each other, help their companies, and and you know, as I said, change the world. So uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, no, and I I've been really really impressed with all the activities. So 
I mean, when you when you kind of talk to some of these guys um, and, and, and women that are running these companies, are, what, what are their biggest kind of challenges and concerns right now as they as they look out uh, towards the post pandemic era? Well, everybody's right now focused on reopening. Right. I mean, they're focused on how they can reopen and uh, and what's safe, what's not safe. And, and uh, it's really been interesting the um the spectrum of activity um you know some companies are opening up every day have to come in all employees have to come in others are going completely virtual and then you know there are others who come in two days a week come in three days a week but every other week it really it really depends and it's and it's really across the board so a lot of different concerns around how to open how to keep people safe yeah i i wish that i had the magic answer to that question i spend a lot of time every every time i think i i know the right way it's like holding a you know holding sand in your hand it suddenly it suddenly seems like a different approach is necessary and i'm imagining probably that's the reality is that we're all going to have to be just incredibly flexible right now certainly for the foreseeable future well actually what's the matter of being flexible all the time i mean you know the reality right yeah. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. So let's change gears a little bit. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about your own experience during COVID. Um, how did you guys evolve and change and, um, and, and how has that kind of, I guess, reshaped the business? Uh, we focus 100% in just providing help, resources, um, anything we could to help not only the members, but the community. And, uh, you know, you saw that in the social justice task force, too. But um, we had a, a COVID task force for a while that uh, provided resources in a way that, uh, this, you know, what, look, when it first when when everything first started shutting down last March, there was a three month period where everybody was just in shock. Right. Protecting cash. Nothing. Else. You're trying to figure out what to do, and and so we spent a lot of time with individual CEOs, kind of working through that and helping them, um, you know, getting information. Uh, but then what? You know, you started seeing things. Uh, each company started developing their own way of adapting, and they, uh, uh, you know, start, companies actually started thriving once they adjusted. And so it's uh, it's been it's been interesting helping through that process. Yeah, it's um, there, there's it's I think made a, a lot of companies healthier. Strangely enough, even very sick companies have have been forced to get healthier, and uh, and that's uh, I think very ultimately going to be a very good thing. Uh, I mean, Kenny, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it's been great to talk to you about everything that CEO Connections is working on, and and certainly as you know, we're big believers and big supporters. If someone wants to find out more about what you guys are up to, where, where should they go? Well, easy enough, the website, coconnection.com. Really simple to remember. Uh, and lots of information there, apparently. Yeah, that's perfect. So coconnection.com. Uh, we've been talking to Kenny Beck. Um, he's been telling us about the organization that he founded, and he is the CEO of, which is CEO Connections. Um, it's an organization that works with Mid, mid-market companies, kind of small to medium-sized businesses, uh, and their leadership really kind of pushed to the next level 
Um, it's been uh, an incredible organization that I, I've actually been able to experience myself. So it's been great that, to, to hear you share the story of the development of it and how you started out in the credit union business as, 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 as a student. Um, uh, we've been speaking with Kenny Beck on Uncaged. Uncaged is a show that celebrates thought leadership from today's top business leaders. I look forward to having you back in the future, Kenny. Talk to you soon, man. Thanks, man. All right, take care.